Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, in this, I'm going to answer the question, is there a better property investment type than apartments? And secondly, I'm going to share a short clip with you of one of our students who bought such a property so well that they are set for their lives. In fact, themselves and their children are set for life. Let's get started. So what if you had a commercial property with apartments up top, commercial space on the bottom where these tenants were locked in for five years. So in case the apartment tenants start to move out, these five-year commercial tenants will cover your losses. Or what if you had one building that had apartment tenants up top and you had a space for them to work, to eat, to play, and to shop? You would have the best of both worlds, right? I just described to you a mixed-use commercial property. You've seen them. So I'm going to share with you how to buy them. I'm going to share with you an incredible video of one of our students who bought one. I'm going to start right now with the benefits of it. There's tremendous benefits of commercial mixed-use property. The first benefit is the best uh, mixed-use commercial properties have fostered a sense of community where people want to live there and work there and eat there and play there and shop there. So the first benefit is diversity of tenants. Okay, you have the desirability as an investor, you desire to have residential tenants these days, but you have the stability of the commercial tenants because the commercial spaces, they will lease them for five years or longer. You combine those two things and reduces your risk. So risk reduction is the, with the diversity of tenants is your, is your first benefit. The second benefit is you're going to have a lower tenant turnover overall because these tenants here, the commercial tenants, will be locked in to five-year leases or longer. The third benefit is convenience. Again, as I mentioned, all in one spot, your tenants can live there, they can work there, they can eat, they can shop, and they can play there. So those are the benefits of a mixed-use commercial property. Now, let me share with you, there are three main types of this type of property. The first type, and my favorite, is called the Main Street type. Main Street is what you normally see, right? You have apartments up top, and you have a hair salon or a fitness center, tattoo parlor, little shopping area for clothing, what have you, on the bottom, right? You've seen those, so that's called Main Street. And it's called Main Street because we want these types of shops to be located on a Main Street, which is really important. Number two is called a residential office. Basically, you have your apartments up top and you have offices on the bottom. And number three, you have your mixed-use hotel. These are very popular uh, downtown. And these are basically your hotels right here and right here in the bottom. You have restaurants, you have fitness centers, you have all these type of things that uh, support, they support each other. Those are the main types. Now, the question of the day is, the best one to invest in today, guess which one it is, and it's, it's absolutely important if you want to invest in commercial mixed use, is to invest in Main Street. You're located on a Main Street with people, with foot traffic, with cars, with visibility, and if you can do it right, you're going to make a lot of money. 
So what I want to do now is go to one of our students who purchased a 16,000 square foot mixed use property beautifully. So check them out. They're a beautiful couple, beautiful deal. Let's go there next. Hello everyone out there. This is Peter. And you know, one of the, one of the greatest things I get to do at Commercial Property Advisors is to meet great people. And I have two people here that I consider great people, just awesome people. Their names are, are Solomon Bethlehem. And as I mentioned a few minutes earlier, they have purchased a mixed-use property and, uh, and they bought it out of state. So we're going to learn all about it today. All right. So welcome, Solomon and Bethlehem. Thank you for having us, Peter. <laughs> Thank you for all having us. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Well, let's jump right into it. Could you please share us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'll get started. So my name is Bethlehem and this is my husband, Solomon. We have three children, ages five, three, and one. My husband, Solomon, works as a registered nurse in the ICU. Um, and I work as a clinical trials research manager. We are a happy family of five. Just <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. All right. Okay. Thank you. So share with me, uh, why commercial real estate? So why jump into and do commercial? What are some of the driving factors? Um, one of the driving factors for us is scalability. Uh, we love the scaling aspect of commercial property. Uh, rather than buying 20 homes, we can buy um, one 20-unit building and be able to raise rents and increase the NOI and end up um, you know, scaling a lot quicker than residential properties. Hmm. Yeah, okay, that's great. Let's jump straight into the deal now. So please share about the deal you just closed on. Yeah, we have we ended up closing on uh, mixed use properties, about uh, roughly around sixteen thousand square feet in downtown Elgin, a beautiful area, maybe class B plus to A minus location, and it's tw uh, twelve units total. It's five units retail, seven units residential. But what we loved about the property is it had a four-story building in the back that's been vacant for 10 plus years, yep. mm. right? Uh, and we just, right off the bat, we saw the potential in it. Uh, our plan is to put that into more increase the residential uh, footprint in that property, um, knowing the location and everything, it, it, it really would benefit the area as well. So that, that's what we got excited about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so we purchased this property at $1,140,000. And we did that by way of kind of negotiating the price down a little bit. Initially, the uh, seller wanted $1.2 million. Yeah. But we did that by way of negotiating and we utilize our inspection report, kind of leveraging that to, to bring the price down about $60,000. Yeah. And we knew we were getting the property a little bit below uh, market value. So we had to strategize. And I remember Peter with one of your group coaching calls emphasized using the property inspection report yeah. as a way to do it. And uh, we formulated a plan and we were able to execute, execute that plan by way of the inspection report. Yeah. Okay, great. And I also recall during all of this, you had a, uh, an issue with, with the valuation of the property that you had to overcome. Please share that. Yeah, so if I recall correctly, the BPO that came to the uh, property. Okay. Just BPO uh, is? Uh, broker's price opinion, yeah. Rather than an appraisal, our lenders only required uh, a broker's price opinion. And they just completely did not understand the property. They had the units wrong, the unit count wrong, and just completely uh, extended the process 
um, the lending process a lot longer. And uh, we had to go back, um, communicate with her. Uh, thanks to Peter's uh, great idea mm-hmm. to just reach out to her and see if it's something that's easily corrected, especially with the unit counts. And uh, we were able to eventually get that. But what that did is it, we had to have multiple extensions yeah. when it came to getting the, the deal done because it took so long. The fact that we had a great relationship with the owner um, allowed us to get more and more extensions. Yes. It took a little longer, but we were able to get it done, even though with the, the appraisal issue that we had. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that set, set us back about three weeks or so in yeah. terms of our, our deadline um, and having and that sort of put us in a place where we did have to extend the deadline at least two times. That happens. Uh, every commercial still has a hill to climb. That was your hill. Okay, we all go through it. Share with me the financing. So how did all that work out? I thought it was brilliant what you guys did. Yeah. So the financing was one of the hardest piece in this. And due to it being a mixed use property, we had, we called maybe 25 to 30 lenders during this process. And most of them were turning us down, mostly related to the fact that it's a mixed use. They usually normally want between 25, 30% retail, uh, the rest of it being residential. Um, that's a lot of the reasons, especially in this economy that we're in, that was where most of the lenders wanted. Um, so we kept getting turned down. But uh, I remember on one of our group coaching calls, Peter, uh, you recommended a financing company that you've worked with in the past and you've seen how creative they get uh, mm-hmm. when doing these deals. Mm-hmm. And that night or the next morning, I reached out to them. We, they were able to understand the, the situation that we're in. A couple of days later, they called us with three options. And those three options, we selected the one that best worked for us. And uh, we were able to execute that plan and uh, they followed through with everything and we were able to close. Awesome. Let's see, what do you like about this deal? You know, we have the multifamily up top. We have the commercial at the bottom. We have a building in the back that's been empty for a long time. Huge upside there, right? So share with me, you know, what do you like about that deal? So maybe put the numbers in context into the upside in the property. Right. We, we, we love the potential of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that four story building, you know, when we did our numbers of what that property, the uniqueness of that, of that four story building, it's all brick, kind of like a loft, loft style, style. downtown yeah. loft style yeah. with brick inside and white concept. Yeah. Our property managers, our lender, everybody that came to the property just loved the, the, those units along yeah. with us. Yeah. So we saw the potential of turning the, those into an apartment building and yeah. getting a significantly higher rents than, than the other residential buildings that are there. So we love the numbers of that. I think in addition to that, there's a lot of space, unused space, there's storage areas, there's basements. And so we really see that there's an ability for us to leverage those spaces and potentially monetize those spaces as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece about the property that we we really love um, as well. Yeah, just maximizing all the spaces yeah. that are there. Uh, one other thing that we that we got really excited about learning and seeing that's in a downtown area mm-hmm. is their air rights. Yeah, we already have a four story building in the back, mm-hmm. with the rest of it being somewhat two stories. We're we're thinking, you know, raising it up a couple more floors to take control of that air right uh, airspace that we do have um, right. uh, in that downtown location. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited about that opportunity as well. Yeah, really, just kind of exploring that option. Um, and so, yeah, I think right now we're really kind of focusing our efforts. Our our phase one, if you will, is really focusing our efforts on renovating that four-story property. And then in future phases, we do plan on um, really kind of maximizing um, a lot of the unused space and then maybe building up as well. So, Okay, great. Now, let's put the upside into real numbers, right? So 
What's the square footage of the of the building in the back? It's about five thousand square feet. Okay, and then what exactly are you going to build? Uh, apartment units. Um, so okay. it's going to be a total of five apartment units. The first floor, because it's mixed use, has to be retail. So mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure that piece out of what what can go in that space yeah. Um, yeah. that can benefit residents and just the whole overall area. Yeah. And then right above that space, how many multifamily units? It's going to be five total. Five. Okay, yep. five total. And we already have this figured out, but what is the cost of, of that project? It's going to be so roughly around $600,000. Okay. And then what type of boost to the property value once it's all built back there? What's, what type of property uh, value boost are we getting? Yeah, so um, we purchased it 1.14, put about $600,000 into it. We should be in the after repair value of about 2.5 million, 2.4 yeah. to 2.5 million. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is why we love commercial, right? And you have a good plan here, conservative plan, yep. and it's going to be awesome. It's going right. to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this with the popularity of a multifamily around the nation, why did you choose uh, mixed use? So, what is it about mixed use that you like? Um, for us, uh, initially, having, you know, understanding apartments in general, uh, we understand the need of apartments. So we were always focused on apartments. But when this opportunity came up and looking into the mixed use world, we noticed that the retail side of it is actually an amenity, yeah. right? An amenity that actually provides you income, yeah. right? Rather than gym, you know, like a gym in an apartment, yeah. this is actually a juice bar, let's yeah. say, downstairs. Mm-hmm that actually increases overall value in the retail aspect of it. So we got excited about that potential and the combination of the mix and the retail really excited us. That's great. One of the most important things we're doing mixed use is to, I I believe it's pretty easy to to rent out the top part of the multifamily, more difficult with the bottom piece. You have to be in a great location and you guys are in a great location, right? So describe the location, what's happening around there. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting things happening, talking to the city planner, talking to everybody, a lot of people in the city. There's a lot of businesses and money being pumped into that area. Uh, One of the words that they use is we want a vibrant downtown. Mm. And it really aligns with our game plan of this mixed use uh, property. They want an increase of residential, but then they also want that uh, the mixed use in in the downstairs and the first floor where it can give that active, vibrant uh, feel within the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so the city does have, I think it was about a 25-year plan or what have you, where they're really looking to revitalize the downtown. And so part of our plan, we're also trying to make sure that we're in alignment with what the city's looking for so they see the value in that property and what we're trying to do, and they can get behind that. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can see it because a lot of businesses in that area have yeah. have, have renovated and it's increasing. And, and they're also giving a lot of grants because they, they're, they're backing up what they're saying right. and helping in those areas. So um, that's what we liked about it. As well. yeah. and that's great. Some of those grants, too. <laughs> All, right. All right. So this property is a BC class property, right. but it's an A location. Is that right? right? Yeah, right. that's ideal. Yeah. And that is difficult to find. So congratulations. Very difficult to find. So the the other uh, challenge that we have, you live in California and the property is in Illinois. So uh, investing out of state can be, um, you know, difficult and uh, and you're doing it and you've done it in the past. So share with us steps that you put into place to make sure that this can be done successfully. 
But so, um, yeah, you know, for us, it's really making sure that we um, are vetting the individuals that are going to be part of our team really um, thoroughly. Um, So making sure that those individuals that are kind of the boots on the ground, that we have a strong team there. And so we do that by utilizing a lot of the resources that you gave, Peter, the videos, watching the videos and really... Um, you know, the interview questions when we were interviewing our property management companies, thoroughly vetting them in that way and making sure that we have that team in place. Uh, Some other things that we have done too is kind of traveling as needed. I think both Solomon and I are big about connecting with people and connecting with them in person because there's so much value in, in seeing someone and really kind of putting a face to a name and connecting in that way. And so as is reasonable, we do try to go to the property, meet who we are talking to, who these individuals that are going to be part of the team. So they know that we are invested really in every sense of the word. We also utilize a lot of the internet resources, especially in the beginning when we're really trying to feel out the space using Google maps and dropping a pin and walking around, right. Looking at what kind of cars people drive, what kind of cars are what are parked in, in the photo and looking at the buildings and What's the lawn care look like? You know, those kinds of things where you're making um, an assessment of of the space as well. So just utilizing all of the resources that exist online to really understand where we're investing in. And it's just another piece of that puzzle that helps us really act as if we're there without physically being able to be there. And then, of course, just making sure we have the proper boots on the ground as well. Sure. One of the things that um, I'm going to add to is referrals. Yep. I'm a, a big believer that people are going to refer you to somebody that's on the on the higher end of their list, right? Yep. So making sure that we use an opportunity, if we are calling, contacting, let's say, a property manager and they don't necessarily manage that area, yeah. make, taking that as an opportunity to say, hey, do you have a referral, yeah. right? Yeah. You, can you refer somebody? I believe that one referral call can be worth as much as 25 regular calls that you just sure. dial up on, on a Google search. So those, those type of things really def, really help out in, in from when you're doing it from out of state. Yeah, that's great. This is key because, you know, living in California where the prices are high, cash flow returns are lower because the prices are high. So many of us are forced to go outside of California and do what you're doing right. to get the higher returns. And there's no way that you could purchase a building of this size in California and get that upside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would like to add to Peter that we did do a lot of work going into selecting the property, then selecting the boots on the ground. But we know that it doesn't stop there because we're out of town and we're not physically we're not able to just drive by our property. We know that it takes really additional effort and time to make sure that our property managers, our team, the contractors, all of that know that we may be remote, but we are there and active. And so with our PMs, we are property managers. We um, have instituted a a monthly call with them where we have an agenda and we have agenda items and we're going through all of the pieces about our property. And it's a good opportunity for all of the property managers to ask questions of us and for us to also ask questions and really make sure that they understand that we are invested really. So yeah, this this might be a little more frequent in the beginning with the transition and just kind of setting a precedence early on that we're going to be on top of things, right? We're not, it's not a set it and forget it type of investment. It's we're active investors that are going to call 
and make sure that we're following up on all the things that are necessary. Yeah. And and to back up what you just said, you are there now. Right. Yep. <laughs> you are now. there today. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> At we, meetings with yep, them. And <laughs> yep, yep, there now. Uh, this is great. So for those that are listening, our, our audience, they want to hear uh, how they can put themselves in your shoes. So can you share one or two things, uh, maybe inspire them to, to do what you do? Could you share just maybe top two things, one or two? Yeah. Main one for me is to be uh, creative, right? Mm-hmm. Creativity is, is key in this, in this market, right? Not all deals are the same. Not all, all deals are found the same. So there are other options rather than just going on the MLS or LoopNet and trying to find deals. So you have to think creatively and just think outside the box. Um, and that's very key in the commercial world. Yeah. And another piece that we think is important is resourcefulness, utilizing all of of the resources that exist, whether it's electronic or people or whatever it is to really help you. So we think that's another piece that's extremely important. And lastly, taking action. (laughs) Add a third one in there. You got to take action, right? You can do all those things, but without the action, it's just going to be just ideas and not really um, come to fruition. So yeah, yeah, we can all kind of suffer from this analysis of paralysis, or is it paralysis of analysis, but nonetheless, taking action is so important. And I think you Solomon and I, how we keep ourselves accountable and, and our goals accountable is we have what we call a BAM or a biannual meeting where we really utilize that time to goal set and talk about thinking of a wheel, just like all the spokes of the wheel and just keeping our, our goals for our spiritual goals, our um, financial goals, our family goals, just all of that, centering ourselves and making sure that we have that goal, you know, at the, at the center of that and writing them down and doing all of that. And actually that's kind of yeah. what led us to, to this program. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, watching a lot of your videos um, after what, you know, after purchasing a couple, you know, residentials and fix and flips and things like that, we found ourselves getting distracted in one of the BAM meetings that we had. I mentioned that and it allowed us to get on the same page. And that's 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 the time we ended up um, calling you, Peter, and making sure that we get focused commercial properties where we want to be. And here we are. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And I can I can attest to working with you for these past few months, just executing the program to the T, including how you found the deal. You execute executed that to the T. That's one of the hardest part of this business. And that's what we spend a lot of time and resources and money on in, in our company is teaching you how to find a deal. And you did that beautifully. Just want to give you a, a thumbs up, both of you on that. So the way you executed the program. And uh, you're phenomenal with uh, with sellers. You're very smooth with sellers. And then you're very technical, very technical. And um, you've come a long way in a very short amount of time. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. We, we uh, attribute mm-hmm. a lot of that to you yeah, <laughs> as well. enjoyed the so process. Yeah, we do. Great, great. All right. Well, this has been great. And I really appreciate you guys sharing this deal, sharing your hearts, you know, where you are. And uh, this deal is bound for success. And just want to say thank you again. And I'm sure everyone here enjoyed it. All right. Welcome back. Now, to summarize this video, what I always like to do is share some things with you so that you can see how you can do what they just did. So what I want to do is three things here. I'm going to share with you a little bit of summarize a little bit about the deal. I like to summarize why we liked it and why Solomon Bethlehem loved it. And then a little bit about those two, because this business is about people. 
All right, number one, a little bit about the deal. You can see the purchase price is $1,120,000. It's in downtown Elgin, Illinois, which is about maybe 30 some odd miles west of, of downtown Chicago. It's in right in downtown, beautiful area. We'll talk about a little more. The property is 12 units. It's about 16,000 square feet, seven uh, residential units, uh, five commercial um, downstairs. Uh, there's a, a BPO that was performed. It's called a broker's price opinion. Basically, we had them go out and hire a commercial real estate agent and give their opinion on what the property is worth today, as is, and then what their property will be worth tomorrow or after repair value once the the rear part of the, the four-story vacant property is developed. So as this is 1.2, they bought it for 1.1, and then the after repair value, 2.26. That's what it was a couple months ago, right? But it's, uh, I'll show you later this. It's probably worth more, all right? And then lastly, how was the building financed? So how we financed it was we had them go through what we call a bridge loan. A commercial bridge lender, what they do is they take the current situation that's not ideal for a bank, a traditional bank, and they will allow you to purchase the property in this as-is condition, knowing that we need money to develop the four-story building. So they will allow you to borrow the acquisition money and also the renovation money and then for a short period of time, so that once you're done, it rolls over into a more permanent loan. So that's what they were able to do. It's a 12-month loan that rolls over into a long-term loan, okay? Next is why we like this project. You can see it had a lot of great attributes. Number one, this you want to buy the property, you want to buy the ugliest property in the best neighborhood, and that's what they did here. They purchased a class B and C property in an A minus location. That is ideal, it sure is. It's off market, and as you know, from knowing commercial property advisors, that's how we do things over here. We like to go direct to the property owner and get the off market deals. Those are the best, those are the best. We also like the upside, you have that four story vacant building in the back, is going to increase the cash flow at least two times, but it's gonna be probably three times. We have an adjusted after repair value. Now with this, now we have better numbers on the conversion costs and everything. It's gonna be between 2.5 and $3 million once they're all done. It's gonna take them a couple of years, but is it worth it? Yes. There's also air rights. So meaning that on the residential side, they can go up a, a, a couple more stories if they wanted to match the rest of the, the skyline. So there's more uh, space to be built on the current residential side Lastly, city planners of Elgin, Illinois, love what we're doing with this property. So we're just waiting for approval to begin work on the back. So next is a little bit about Solomon and Bethlehem, and you can see they're terrific people. So a couple of things uh, that Solomon and Bethlehem shared with me before, they realized that their prior business of flipping homes is not scalable. You know, to, it's not scalable for them to meet their goals. So what they did was they needed to remove the distraction of flipping homes so that they can meet their goals. And how they did that, they have this biannual meeting. They call it BAM. Well, they do, both of them get together and they go over their goals and hold each other accountable. And then that's when they join their program and voila. You can see they're smart people. They're smart people. And with that, they follow our plan to the T. We would give them instructions on what to do. They will go out and do it and come back and say, what's next, Peter? They were awesome students. 
And lastly, they're very persevering, coaching them through different lender scenarios and getting a rejection each time, and they kept coming back for more until they found their right lender. Persevering, that's what's required in this business. I know I said a mouthful today. Thank you for hanging out with us. I just share with you how to buy and why you should buy commercial mixed-use property. Gave you a great example. All right, thanks everyone.